Hello and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Simply Klein and I totally fucked up because I forgot to record an episode last night. Um, so, or Saturday night, this will go out Monday morning, um, just in time for everyone to forget about the Super Bowl here in America. Um, because, you know, no one really talks about it past March. Um, you know, it's this big hyped up thing, you know, since like November, December, and then no one talks about it come March 1st. Um, I was just honestly incredibly busy and stressed and, um, pushing things off, including homework, which I'm still doing, by the way, because I have like five things to do this week and I haven't started any of them. Um, and I'm still in the middle of pushing them off, but, um, I completely forgot and there's no excuse for it. I apologize and will do my best to make sure it never happens again. Um, there's not a promise that it will never happen again. Um, I am human. I am incredibly busy. Um, but this is something that I view as a commitment worth, um, prioritizing. And, um, you know, despite the fact it's not necessarily a source of monetary income. And as far as, I don't think I have a huge audience, you know, I'm sure I have, you know, a couple of very dedicated viewers of whom I incredibly appreciate. Um, but you know, this is something that's important to me for some reason. I don't know why it's so important to me, but the fact that I've been doing it for over a year now, um, and, you know, this is one of the only things I've ever, um, personally committed to so hard for so long. Um, and I'm really proud of it, honestly. Like, it's nothing huge, it's nothing fancy, it's nothing glitzy, but it's something that, you know, I've been thinking about doing for a while, and, you know, I finally sat down and did it, and have continued to do it, like, I stuck with it, and I don't plan on giving it up anytime soon. So, I'm incredibly sorry that I did not record an episode, um, have it ready for Sunday morning at midnight, which is usually when I post an episode, um, this will be going up on midnight Monday morning. Um, that being said, um, I had a pretty uneventful week, I want to say, um, leading up to the weekend. The weekend was, well, it wasn't uneventful. It just wasn't anything surprising or shocking, per se. Um, you know, I had regular classes, regular, um, you know, work. Um, Tuesday, I took off from the high school because I, um, had a wedding to go to, my friend's sister's wedding. Um, it was in New Jersey, it was really nice, you know, it took forever to get out of there because they were starting at 5.30 on a Tuesday, which I ranted and raved a little bit about before, uh, last week's episode. Um, and, um, you know, I took off from the high school, you know, I figured I would leave around 5.30, get to around 7, like it would be perfect timing. I got home 520, I went to pick up my friend who lives maybe 10 minutes from me, and it took me half hour to get to his house, because an oil tanker flipped on, for those who don't know, um, Interstate 878 runs pretty much through my neighborhood and surrounding area, um, and it is America's shortest interstate, under a mile long, it basically goes from JFK to um, Long Beach, um, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it's like the main source of transportation and it goes through all main sources of transportation for the area in which I live. And an oil tanker flipped on the intersection of 878 and one of the major um, cross streets. So traffic was backed up throughout the entire neighborhood for, like, pervasively. Like, nobody was moving anywhere. A 10-minute drive took a half hour to get there. And when I finally picked him up, it was like 10 to 6. I was like, oh my God, we're going to be late. We're going to miss the ceremony. Because the way Jewish weddings work, that usually there's a um, 
there's um a like a like a, a buffet at first and then they have the ceremony and then they have the main meal um and i was like oh my god we're gonna miss the ceremony the ceremony was called for seven o'clock even though the wedding was started at five thirty. and i'm like oh my god we're gonna miss it and you know my friend he's like dude you need a chill whatever um so we start driving it takes us a little bit over an hour to get there so we got there at like 707 or something we run upstairs at 710 and they haven't walked down the aisle yet thank god so we run upstairs they're all like standing outside the door i was like hi you know i said hi to my friend whatever we checked our coats we went to sit down it was a beautiful ceremony um as it happens the groom um works in a school with a lot of at-risk youth and the parents are very involved in a local program for at-risk youth so there were a lot of um you know at-risk youth there you know, it's kind of like a, their own little community, you know, that it's just like a specific kind of student. And it's a, you know, it's nothing, you know, I know I've known friends who have gone through programs like that or have volunteered at programs like that. You know, it's, um, it's a very well known, um, both of them are very well known programs in the local Jewish communities. Um, so there are a lot of those guys there, you know, because, you know, students like to crash teachers' weddings, especially for these at-risk at-risk youth programs when they're very close to their teachers. Um, so there were a lot of people there. It was very nice. And um, that was Tuesday. So I got home Wednesday morning. I you know I tried to go to school, and I was just so exhausted I couldn't. Like, the, the drive takes about 40 minutes to an hour to and from school. Um, and I was, like, 20 minutes in. And I was like, it'll take me 40 minutes to get there, or I could be home in 20 minutes. And I literally, I turned around on the freeway. I I just couldn't. I took the first exit. I just turned around and went home. I couldn't. I just went straight to sleep. I even tried logging on because my first class on Mondays and Wednesdays is a Zoom class, which normally I log on to from school because I have another in-person class 15 minutes later. And I tried logging on and I just, I couldn't pay attention. I could, like, the I could hear that there were sounds. I just wasn't interpreting or internalizing anything that was being said. <clears throat> so I just logged off and you know, just relaxed for a few hours, because I was just so dead tired, um, you know, I emailed the professor, like, hey, I'm not gonna be in class today, and I'm not feeling well, whatever, and they were like, you know, better safe than sorry, like, they understood, I might have, you know, played it down a little, why I wasn't in class, or whatever, but I was just so, so exhausted, um, but that was Wednesday, and then, you know, Thursday, I gave my students a quiz, you know, one of my students, he, he's been struggling with, test taking, you know, it gets test anxiety. I think he probably could use an IEP or a 504, but, you know, the parents have been reluctant to get him tested or whatever. So, you know, I've just been kind of keeping an eye on him. And, you know, he told me how he studied a whole lot for this quiz. And, you know, it was just vocab, you know, the the principal suggested I split up the vocab and literature into separate exams. I said, sure, no problem. So it was just vocabulary. And he did poorly. But, he put in a lot of effort. So I, I messaged the parents through our portal. I said, look, your son told me how much he puts in the effort. And I think that that should be commended. So I'm willing to give him an alternate test. You know, I'll give him the answers for this test, let him study, realize where he went wrong. And I will give him an alternate test either Wednesday or the next Monday. Cause normally I would do it on Thursday. Cause I like to give myself the weekend to grade things. Um, but they had like a ski trip this Thursday or something. So um, so I said they can do it Wednesday or they can do it the next Monday. Um, that being said, 
I don't know how I want to give quizzes for um, the book that we're currently reading, The Island of Dr. Moreau, because we haven't had a quiz yet, and we're more than halfway done the book, because um, we, like, kind of started it right before the midterm, and, like, I was reluctant to give quizzes before then, and now, officially, I'm giving them a quiz on Thursday, the 24th of February, but I don't know, I think I want to give them an essay for this book, so I think I'm going to chill it with the quizzes, and I'll keep the vocabulary quizzes, but chill it with the quizzes, um, I normally give them, like, a month, at least, to do their essays, so, I don't know, I'm going to talk to the principal about it, you know, pick his brain, um, you know, we had some light, unfortunately, we had some light snow in New York, which, thankfully, it hasn't made the roads bad, um, thankfully, because I'm wholly uninterested in, um, shoveling or, you know, bad driving conditions, um, but, you know, it's just very light snow, um, and then this weekend, um, I think I mentioned it before, but with Jewish weddings, the afterwards, there's, like, a weekend of, uh, there's a whole week of, um, you know, follow-up meals, um, called Sheva Brachos, Sheva meaning seven, Brachos meaning blessings, so for a whole week, each night, you say seven blessings, and then you're supposed to have a meal, obviously, in order to make the blessings, um, and then the weekend, known as the Shabbos Sheva Brachos, um, is usually, like, a slightly fancier ordeal, um, so I didn't go to any of the week Sheva Brachos, I wasn't invited to any of the week Sheva Brachos, but I was invited for Friday night of the weekend, um, Sheva Brachos, um, so obviously I went, but the details of which I am going to tell you after this break. The venue for um, the meal was about probably an hour and a half walk from my house, um, which isn't too crazy, but you know, not something I was wholly interested in doing. So I asked my cousins, because one of my cousins actually doesn't live too far from here. You know, we don't see her very often. You know, she and her family, you know, she's closer to my mother's age than she is to mine. Um, but, you know, I don't know, we're kind of close. Um, so I texted her, I was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry for the last minute text, because it was like Thursday, and I was asking if I could stay for the weekend, um, which I hate doing past Wednesday, but, you know, the wedding was on Tuesday, and my friend was slow to get details for the weekend. Um, so I texted my cousin, I was like, hey, can I stay by you for the weekend? She was, yeah, no problem, whatever. I was like, hey, I don't even need to eat with you guys Friday night, I'll be eating by the the venue, which was, like, 20-minute walk from my cousin's house, um, you know, I just, you know, need to eat with you Saturday day and just a bed to sleep in, she goes, okay, no problem, like, come on by, and this is the same cousin who her son, I drove home from Jersey, um, this past September, I believe I talked about it, um, and, you know, so I went, it was really nice, you know, I went to my cousin's house for, like, an hour before the Sabbath started, um, got changed, I walked over, you know, walked back, uh, I probably got back at, like, 11.30, and then Saturday day, I was in the house all day, so they have six kids, they have four sons and two daughters, um, the oldest son is in ninth grade, and he, I think he's on the autism spectrum, if I had to guess, but I don't think he's ever been officially evaluated, but, like, he has some, you know, sensory issues and social issues, and He's very religious in a school that's not so religious, and his family's not so religious, so I don't really know where it comes from, um, but he's also, like, on the wrestling team, like, he's a little bit of a, honestly, 
I, yeah, I think he has some social struggles, um, but, you know, nothing too severe, so I don't think they ever got him, um, tested. If I had to guess, I would say probably, like, I don't think it's anything serious, like, I don't think it's very, like, severe autism. I would say, if anything, he'd be on the very, much lighter side of the spectrum, which I don't know if Asperger's is still considered its own diagnosis, um, I know that the terminology changes every so often, and I honestly am not um, current with the terminology. But if Asperger's it still is still its own diagnosis within the autism spectrum, um, I would say he might have Asperger's, but I'm not a trained professional. Um, you know, my exposure and knowledge of it is very limited. You know, it's very much like an armchair amateur diagnosis. But at this point, like, I don't think they're looking for a diagnosis. Um, then they have a 13-year-old, who is the one I drove home from Jersey a little while ago, and then they have a an 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 2-year-old, I think. Um, uh, honestly, I don't know the younger kids' age that well. Um, but the 13-year-old, you know, the one I drove home from Jersey, um, you know, he's a great kid. I think he is just struggling from, A, being a... 13 year old so you know being a little shit but he's a good kid but you know he's 13 so you know they're all suck um but also having his father be his principal and his mother nurse and coming from a more religious family you know in general but also being a little bit more a little less religious within a more religious circle and like his friends and i think he's struggling to find his identity and figure out what works for him um and i'm someone who wholly values honesty and, um, you know, trust when it comes to kids at that age when they ask certain questions. Um, I don't think that lying to them does them any good. I don't think that treating them like children does them any good. I think they need to be able to ask their questions and get solid answers. Um, and when we drove back from Jersey, you know, a couple of months ago, he was asking me about, you know, drugs and girls and whatever. Um on a very surface level, but, you know, this Saturday, you know, we spent a lot of time together, and we were talking, and I was being very open and honest with him, you know, we were talking about, you know, vaping, and porn, and girls, and drinking, and, you know, losing your virginity, and whatever, not that I think he's planning on doing any of those anytime soon, I think he just wanted a safe space to talk about it, which I was more than happy to provide him, one thing, though, is that generally, I, I know I just said I value honesty, but I struggle with in terms of being a role model, whether to prioritize being honest and potentially not having the moral high ground, or, um, you know, having the moral authority, but lying. You know, let's say a kid asks you if you ever shoplifted. Are you, like, and you have. Should you say, no, I haven't, and this is why you shouldn't either? Or, do you say, yes, I have, and this is why you shouldn't either, but then you're negation of it might be lessened based on the fact that you did it and he mentioned something like that you know he was talking about vaping and he said you know some of his friends vape but their parents can't say anything to him because they do it too and that was a big clue that the moral authority doesn't come from whether you did or didn't it comes from whether you do or don't you could have shoplifted at one point in your life but if you are not currently shoplifting then you might be able to be the moral authority as to whether or not they should shoplift type of thing. Um, but I decided to be honest with him. You know, um, 
I think that in this, I think he's on a case by case basis, like whether like what they're going to be more receptive to. I think he is going to be more receptive to honesty than moral authority, because he knows what's right. He just wants to be able to talk to someone about when what he knows and what he wants don't necessarily line up. Um, and I'm happy to be that for him. You know, I had his older brother's number, the 14-year-old, because he, um, I was texting him about something, um, because some of his classmates are kids who I worked with last year, so I had asked him to, he had asked me to remind him when I asked him to send them my regards, so we exchanged numbers so I could tell him, so I could remind him to send my regards. Um, so I asked him for his younger brother's number, the 13-year-old, because when we were talking about it, I was being, you know, very honest with him, you know, a little bit reserved in terms of, um, quantity of certain situations or the current state of certain situations, um, or the severity of certain situations. Um, but when then his friends came over and he kind of continued the conversation a little bit, or he referenced something I told him and, you know, I lied to his friend and I gave him a look, you know, telling, like, he gave me a look like you just lied. And I gave him a look like, I know I lied. I'll explain to you later. And so I asked him for his older brother's number. I asked the older brother for the younger brother's number. So, you know, I could, I could explain, like, you know, this is why I lied to your friend, but I told you the truth. And, you know, he was very, he goes, no, I get it. Like, you don't know my friends and clearly didn't really like my friends because, you know, they're 13 year olds. They suck. Um, but, you know, he understood. But I also made it clear that, you know, if he ever wants to continue any of the conversations we had or any other conversations, you know, the lines of communication are open. You know, we don't see each other very often. We've gotten closer over the last couple months, you know, when we spent this weekend together in September and when we just spent the weekend together now. And 13 can be a scary time. It can be a confusing time. You know, it seems like everyone has it figured out, which, and you don't, which, you know, honestly, that feeling doesn't always go away. But 13 is a very new time. It's a very hormonal time. It's a very... Evolutionary time, and sometimes that evolutionary can be scary. And you may not have someone you can go to. You may not have someone you want to go to. So I want him to know that he has options. Like, should he be faced with something that he wants to talk about, but he doesn't feel comfortable going to his parents, and he doesn't feel comfortable going to his friends, that he can come to me. Someone who's gone through it is an adult, is more recently gone through it. So you know, I kind of remember what it was like to be thirteen. And also, I won't judge him for anything because I'm not his parent and because I've already told him about the things I've done. Like, it's that that sweet spot of being an adult, but also being relatively recently a child. Of working with children the way I do, but also not being his parents. Like, that is, I hope, and I think, a valuable resource that I would have liked to have as someone that age. Not, like, I probably wouldn't have used it because, you know, I was a shitty little know-it-all, kind of still am. But I think having that resource would have been helpful. You know, I kind of see it as, you know, Sean Hunter and Eric Matthews for Boy Meets World. You know, they weren't brothers, but Eric was still able to be there to give that sort of advice should Sean have asked for it. Um. And I hope that I can be that for him.
should he want me to be. And I hope that he knows that if he wants me to be, I can and will be. And now he has my number in case he ever decides to do that. Or, you know, if he ever does something stupid and needs to get out of it without his parents finding out that too. Um, that'll be it for this week's episode. I'm, again, so incredibly sorry that it's a day late. I will do my best to make sure it never happens again. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-A-I-N, or on Twitter at Samander underscore K, S-A-N-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K, and you'll hear from me next week.